You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. Something I've been challenged in recently that I've really wanted to discover more about is this bigger idea of faith. What is faith? And the more I kind of lean back and think about it, I can come up with so many different definitions of what it is and what it means to me personally. Today's episode, we're really diving into what is authentic faith, how does it present itself, and we compare it to a metal called platinum. Today's guests are two besties, Michelle and Bethany. They have so much enthusiasm for helping women, equipping other writers, and encouraging everyone that they encounter, especially you as a listener today. They joined forces and wrote a book together called Platinum Faith, where each chapter outlines a platinum property, a promise, and a prayer for readers. So platinum exemplifies some of the most rare and useful qualities of all metals. It's precious, it's valuable, it's malleable, and it shines brightly, and it's able to bond. And all these characteristics also favored qualities for those who desire to go stronger in their Christian faith. So today we are tackling this idea of faith by comparing it to metal platinum. But don't tap out. It kind of sounds weird, but I promise you it will blow your mind. It's so cool how God uses things in the world through his creation to reveal things about himself to us. And platinum is none other than just that. So if you're someone who's in a season of struggle, if you are trying to identify the counterfeit from the real life version of faith, if you want to hear lots of fun stories from two amazing women who want to cheer you on in your faith walk, then today's episode is for you. Well, hey, Bethany. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to Behind the Bliss. Hi, thank you. Hey, thanks for having us. You get three <laughs> girls together. I'm like, we could probably chat. We can probably chat for a long we time. We could, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I would love for you guys to tell us who you are. Y'all introduce yourselves to our friends online. So I'm Michelle Medlock Adams, and I mean, first and foremost, I'm a wife and a mama. I have uh, two daughters, Abby and Allie, and I am, it's hard to even say this, I'm a Gigi now. I'm a grandma. I have oh. four grandbabies, two grandsons and two granddaughters. Um, so I go by Gigi because it sounds way less old, so that's kind of exciting, but they're so cute. And then um, I am Bethany's best friend, so not only are we co-authors, but we're besties and we're business yes. owners company called Platinum Literary. And so there's a whole story about how that kind of led into the Platinum Faith book. And then I'm a I'm an award-winning journalist. I've done over a hundred books. Um, started out my career as a sports writer in a small Southern Indiana newspaper. And God wow. there and we moved to Texas, was there 10 years and wrote for a worldwide ministry magazine. And out of that would I started writing for children. My editor came in one day and said, Hey, you have kids, right? And, and I said, Yes, I have two little girls. And he said, Great you're going to write the children's page in the magazine. I said, just because doesn't mean how to write for them. I mean, I was like, you know, I'm a journalist. So um, I had to figure out how to do that. And and now I have over 50 children's books. It just, uh, it's funny. Wow. Those, those paths for you that you never dreamed you'd love so much. And so I'm glad I've, I've been able to follow some of those. And so, yeah, I'm, I, Bethany and I both speak all over the country at different women's conferences and writers conferences. And um, I'm, I've taught at college. I continue to teach at college, teaching writing and it's just a blast. This is a really fun life. I'm so grateful 
to have been on this journey thus far. I hope I can stay in the game for a while longer. <laughs> yes. Well, we would be honored to have you stay in the game a little longer. I'm like, you need some more books on the bookshelf, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and my name is Bethany Jett. I um, married my college sweetheart, and we have three boys. So it's very male dominated in my house. So finally, Lots of testosterone. <laughs> yes. Finally, I was able to, I think I wore him down, my husband, into getting a, a dog and a girl dog at that. So <laughs> very fluffy little girl dog. Love it. But we were, uh, my husband's in the military and he was when I met him. He was a Marine and then he went into youth ministry, um, which I had a passion for that as well. And we did that for about 10 years and it was during that time where I wrote my first book. It was just sort of one of those God things where I had an idea and took it to a writer's conference and everything changed there. And, and then the next year I went back and that's where I met Michelle. So really, I'm so grateful for writer's conferences. It changed my life and then brought me my best friend. And um, Justin's back in the military again. So we're living the active duty life and um, just really excited and really honored that, uh, you know, that God can use our words in big ways and just praying that that can continue. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So here's the funny thing. Y'all met at a writer's conference. Yes. Did you just like walk up to each other and be like, Hey, what's <laughs> up? My name's Bethany. My name's Michelle. How did that work out? Uh, not very spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, I was, um, I was a student again at the, at the conference and Michelle was on faculty and, um, I think it was like the first day, but I just, I was walking into the lobby and and all of a sudden, this this blonde whirlwind goes past me. You know, she's going into the auditorium, and I just remember I I thought she looked so cute, and I was like, oh, I love your, um, I love your belt. She has this big blingy um belt on, and she turns around and she stops and she looks at me and she goes, oh, I love your purse. And that was kind of like, I was like, I love her. And then uh, she uh she got caught on stage by the director and that's when I found out who she was. And I was like, I have to take her classes. I need to learn from her. And um, we got a chance to to talk that day. Michelle, I mean, you never have, you never have time at conferences because everyone wants your attention. And somehow you had a free moment that day and graciously she gave it to me. And it was kind of, that was the start. It was such a God thing. It, I mean, I look back on that day and I, it's true. I never have, I'm scheduled every minute when I'm speaking at a conference and that particular day, just God's divine appointment. I had a whole hour and that was the only day Bethany was going to be at the conference. And we were able mm -hmm. to, she took my class and afterwards we talked for a solid hour. I don't think either one of us took a breath. It was just, <laughs> you know, we bonded over accessories and it was, that was it. It was like the little sister I'd always longed for. We've been mm -hmm. buds ever since. And, and really, you know, it, it being best friends cross country because she lives in Tampa and I live in Indiana. Um, distance hasn't made a difference. We make ways to see each other. We'll make up yeah. to be together. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's a fun friendship. I can't imagine a life without Bethany in it. So um, I'm so grateful to God for having our paths crossed. So yes, we are a big fan of the writers conferences because of so many reasons. Lots of careers are launched there, but um, Bethany and I found each other there. So we're so grateful and our families are friends. It's just been, it's just one of those things you, you can't imagine life before. Like, you know, there was a life before, but it wasn't yeah. really as much fun. <laughs> Yes, that is great. Oh my gosh. So anyone listening, if you ever see someone like stranger in public and you feel drawn to them, just tell them like, Hey, love your shoes. Yeah. You never know. Y'all could eventually write a book together. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like that's how it works out. I love it. Oh my gosh. How cool. How cool though that the Lord seriously put you guys to in similar moments, seasons, 
literal same location, crossed your paths so that you could join forces and write something pretty incredible. So I want to hear you guys shameless plug this incredible venture you guys have together. Oh, thank you. It's been crazy, right? (laughs) Yes. It feels like it's been like one of those, um, runaway trains I always think about the train in that in the book and movie Divergent where they have to like jump on and jump off it kind of feels like that like (laughs) God's like jump on and oh wait a second you got to jump off here trust me you know that's how it feels a lot of the time yeah if people wanted to know more about this book that we will dive lots into today because it's pretty fantastic I want you guys to basically give us a little spark notes version about what you were able to create together Okay, so Platinum Faith is the reason we actually wrote the book Platinum Faith is we became Platinum Literary like the year before. And we had been together brainstorming about doing this business together where we helped others become published. We talked, we we really just wanted, writers came to us all the time for advice and help. And we decided, hey, let's just do this together. Let's make this a business because we were ghostwriting for lots of politicians and celebrities and things. And we decided that we could we could do this for um keep doing it for them, but also do it for other, other writers. And we couldn't come up with a name. So Bethany is, she's great with titles. And so we were researching side by side on her couch and she's like platinum because it's top shelf and it's like valuable and it's rare. And, and we're both blondes and like, we're laughing, (laughs) right. And so we're like, yeah, platinum literary. Well then fast forward like a year and a half, we were at a writer's conference and our agent, we have the same agent, Kyle Young, who's also one of our best friends. He's like a brother really to us. Um, he scheduled an appointment for us to meet with an editor at a major publishing house, and we didn't have a book to pitch. Okay, who does that? It does not <laughs> happen. So in panic mode. So it's like three in the morning, and we are texting back and forth. We're going to pitch. We have nothing to say. We're like idiots. And, you know, God, I think he just throws you a bone once in a while. Like these girls, their hearts are right, but they're hot messes most of the time. <laughs> so we were back and forth, and and that's when I, I was like, I just knew. I said, why don't we take the same things that we did with Platinum Literary and we make it into a book. And so back and forth, brainstorming together over the next couple hours, we pretty much outlined the book. I mean, very, very kind of skeleton version of it, but we knew that we wanted to take all those properties that made us love the word Platinum and apply that to our faith. So that's what we did. We took 12 different properties of Platinum, like that it's rare, that it's valuable, that it uh, resists heat, that it, um, oh gosh, there's so many good ones, that it, uh, what, help me, Bethany, that it's, it's not- um unresponsive yeah it doesn't tarnish shiny yeah that it's very shiny and that all the all these things all these cool properties that made us love it to begin with um who doesn't love a platinum ring or something like that but all we loved about it and how to apply that to our faith and find biblical examples of that as well as um stories from our own lives because we here's what we didn't want we didn't want it to be just a fluffy book where it was just here's another great story about me (laughs) (laughs) right share some anecdotes and things from our lives because that makes it real and that's who we are we're very real we're not super spiritual we're like on the same journey we're all you know on the path to platinum faith we're we're saying that we arrived but we also wanted to make sure that we could show the scriptural reference and and characters in the bible um, so that they really came to life and you could see how these particular bible stories came to life based on that particular aspect of platinum and and really uh, one of us took the lead on each chapter and then the other one would come in and do like a sidebar so we each had a voice on each of the aspects of platinum. And we, I mean, we were kind of winging it. This is not done that often where people write like this, but Bethy and I figured it out. We were to Lake House in Georgia for a whole week. I don't think we bathed much that week. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Josh and Paige to the rescue. Brad's sitting in chairs and these lazy boys, doodling lazy boys, writing this book together and crying and eating cards and crying some more and <laughs> working, seeking God in prayer. And, and this book was birthed at that lake house. I mean, the idea came at two or three in the morning as we were texting a writer's conference, the same writer's conference where we met, actually. How cool is yeah. that? Uh, several years later. But yeah, it's just uh, that's how it came full circle for us. So, uh, Bethany, I'm sure you can say more eloquently, but that's pretty much how it happened. <laughs> I think that is a great summation. <laughs> that is so fun. You know, what's so funny is anytime we have authors on the show, I love asking them, how did this, how did this come about? Like, where was this birthed? Who came up with the idea? All the things. And each story is so funny. Rarely ever do I hear someone say, oh, I just knew I was called to write a book. So I just sat down and God just <laughs> downloaded it to me. Typically, it's all like hot mess express stories. Yeah. And I love it because I'm like, if this is anything, it's empowering and encouraging that this is not like a you lit a candle and sat down at your desk and had a cup of coffee. Absolutely not. And so if you're listening and you feel like God's placed something on your heart, it's going to be okay. It might be full of dry shampoo, mm -hmm. like microwaved coffee because you forgot about it. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a process, which is so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we always, we always say that people think, um, I think that the, there's a, con, you know, misconception that like the author life is so glamorous. And as we're sitting there, like on day three of, you know, I think we brushed our teeth a few times, but we're like, this is not what I think people sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we need to take a picture just so that we remember this moment. And we're humbled ourselves. <laughs> I found that a lot of times, I love this idea of platinum faith. So I'm going there. Faith is seen as something to have during a time of trouble or to make you feel better about a certain situation or circumstance. But your book kind of defies the myth when it compares it to this metal, which is the most rare and it uses lots of different qualities of metal, but it's precious and it's valuable and it's malleable and mm -hmm. it shines brightly and all the things you guys were saying, but I want to hear specifically about some of these elements of platinum metal that you highlight in your book. Um, just because I think this is such a cool, such a cool topic. I've never thought about comparing faith to something <laughs> like metal. But here we are, and it makes sense. It works. So what are some of your favorite different characteristics of platinum and how it resembles faith? Bethan, do you want to talk about the useful one? Because when you came up with the, the smoke detector thing, it was like a game changer. It was when we, uh, a moment when I knew that this book was going to be meaningful. Like, I thought it was a good idea, and I believe that we bathed it in prayer. And, and But that was on that chapter, um, platinum is useful, chapter two, when you came up with the smoke detector cyber, I was like, this is really, this is so not us. This is so the Holy Spirit writing with us. Mm -hmm. And um, so will you share that, Bethany? That's my favorite one. Yeah. Um, okay. So I loved this chapter. Um, Michelle was the lead on this one. And it was just talking about how platinum has so many different uses. And then she made the comparison, you know, sometimes God's call on your life for your whole life or for a season is the shiny platinum, you know, that is used in jewelry making. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's used, um, sometimes the call in your life is more quiet and behind the scenes. And so she has this list of things that platinum, the metal platinum is used in, um, like catalytic converters, I think chemo drugs, Michelle was yeah. one of them. And dental implants, like smoke, yeah. lots of crazy things you would never imagine that platinum would be in. Cause we think of platinum ring settings and mm -hmm. right? yeah. lots yeah. of things. It's in a lot. And I just, I loved that so much. And this was, this was a God thing for sure. 
Um, but the smoke detector really surprised me. And then I thought about how, you know, we take smoke detectors for granted. I never think of them unless they're buzzing because I need their batteries changed, right? Um, but sometimes <laughs> we feel like that. Sometimes it feels like, you know, did God forget about me? Or I've, I was created for more than what's going on in my life right now. And, and you feel like you're behind the scenes and that no one's paying attention to you. But, but there is a point, I think, that, you know, God has a use for all of us. And when it comes to smoke detectors, they save lives, but only when they're making noise. And so even if you feel like, you know, you're behind the scenes or you're not being noticed, you have to use your voice for God. It's the only way that he can use you to save lives. So I just mm -hmm. thought that was really powerful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah. Do you have one, Michelle, that you're like, oh, amazing. I've got to share this one right now. That that particular chapter, I think we've had the most comments on because mm -hmm. in general, I think, who are, who are our biggest readers, they feel oftentimes, at least have seasons where they feel like they're not important or they're just somebody's mom or they're just somebody's husband or they see a friend who maybe is a praise and worship leader or some amazing calling and you're like, I just sitting back here in the nursery, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, just nursing, <laughs> right? Like we all go through that. I mean, we've all done our, our seasons of that. And during those seasons, during the quiet seasons, we're still effective. We're still, as Bethany said, in it to save lives. We're still in it to, to tell people about Jesus, who is the savior to, to let his light shine big in us. Even when we feel like we're not shining very brightly, not like a platinum ring, it might be a season where we're a little more quiet. And I compare it to you know, there are, I ghostwrite for a lot of um, major um, people who are ministers that you might see on TV, people that we all respect and love. And I just help them bring their message to the printed page. Um, it's their message. I just help them make it sound really good. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> but my name is nowhere on the book or in the book. I'd like you to thank you for like brainstorming, but you're never going to see, you know, my name's not on it. It's, it's not my message. It's theirs. I'm there. I am a ghostwriter, meaning I am invisible. And, you know, that was hard for me at first because I was, I used to live for the above the fold front page story. That was, like, yeah. yeah, there I am front page again. Woohoo. Yay, Michelle. Like that was kind of the motivating thing. I love to, I love to be the shiny platinum right up front. And when God called me to do ghostwriting, I, I was like, are you sure? Because as I listened to what ghostwriting was, it was my first magazine job. And I went to my editor's office and he said, our, one of our main ghostwriters is no longer going to be with us. And we need you to do that. So your feature writing days here are numbered. We need you to be a ghostwriter. And I was like, you mean the Holy Ghost? And he was like, well, it's good that you have him. But no, that's not what this is about. And then he explained to me that ghostwriting was simply, you know, writing for somebody else. And you don't get any of the glory. It's all about making their message sound great. So I, I processed everything that he said. I said, so let me understand this. So you're saying I have to lose my voice and find somebody else's? And he's like, exactly. I'm like, okay, piece of cake. I've worked my entire career to find my voice. And now I have to just be invisible. And I Plotted. It was a pride thing for me. And I think that's exactly why God called me into that. And so I thought about that as we wrote this chapter about platinum being useful. Truly, during the seasons that we're ghostwriting for other people, we are just as powerful. We're still being used in a way, using the giftings God gave us, but it's not about us. And it shouldn't be about us anyway. And so it, right. it, you know, it, it took a, a season to figure that out. Not that I get it right every day, but I'm so thankful that early in my walk, early in my career even, that God allowed me, kind of pruned me from that. And, and because I don't think I would have, I, I know I wouldn't be who I am today. And I'm certainly, I wouldn't be on this road to platinum faith had he not, um, had he not started working with me in the whole pride area. And so that's why that we say in this book, in the useful chapter, there are seasons where you might be out there winning awards and your name's on the front of a book. Like we were so excited to see our names on this 
Latin and faith books side by side. And we, we both cried mm-hmm. and we put in our hand. Like that was a cool moment. But if it's just about that moment, then you're not doing it for the right reasons. It's a hard issue mm-hmm. and God just won't allow it. And so we, we, every, every aspect of platinum faith, we had to walk through and had to relive and sometimes relive over and over again. And it was kind of like when they say, don't pray for patience. And then, you know, or you'll have to be tested in that. We honestly <laughs> felt like every chapter we were having to relive it or be, you get schooled in that area again. And we're like, I can't wait to get off this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so hard, but it, it's, that's why we really both grew in our faith as we wrote this book. And, and we revisited a lot. There's one particular chapter about how um, platinum about responding, not reacting. And that was actually Bethany's lead in that chapter. I came in with a sidebar and I don't know how many times we'll call each other and be like, um, I was challenged today in the respond, don't react area. And you know, some days I missed it. Some days I'm like, Hey, I actually responded. I didn't react. It took time to breathe and pray before I said what I really wanted to say. And so, you know, we're, we're still growing in this. It's definitely a process. Yeah. Yeah. You do talk about, which was probably one of my favorite parts, not being reactive mm-hmm. <laughs> to live situations, which is funny because that's so me. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> Rachel one-on-one. I need to learn that. Well, one I've learned, um, just through life and then was reminded through y'all's book that you shouldn't be listening to react either and respond. You should be listening to understand mm-hmm. one, but then two to know that there's actually lots of danger in being reactive rather than responsive. And so I'd love to hear the difference between the two from your definition, but then also more about that danger and what it would look like if we just chose a life of reactions all the time. Oh yeah. This was a fun chapter. Um, One thing that's cool about platinum is that it's unreactive. So um, I think in the book I said, you know, platinum can sit in the room with other metals and still be itself, right? It's happy being platinum. It doesn't have to change into a different compound necessarily when, and that's about as scientific as I can get on that. <laughs> um, you know, but so, yeah, this is the one I think that I probably struggle with the most and hadn't realized it until we had to dive into this chapter. And if you start writing this book, you know, a year before it gets published or months before it gets published. And so we're at two years, I think, Michelle, on this now that this has been almost a weekly, daily thing that we still talk about and being reactive it's allowing your emotions really to take control of the situation instead of taking a second and thinking through it. You know, how do I want to be seen? Yeah. How can I love this person? How can I serve this person? What am I missing? How can I look at this objectively? And I think most importantly, you know, is this something that I need to really pray about before I answer? Because I know sometimes I get, I get so in like, oh, I have to do this so fast, even if it's not a bad situation where I'll just, I feel like I have to take charge where if I had just waited an hour, things would have resolved themselves a little bit. And then I wouldn't be yes. going backwards and saying, oh, I'm sorry. No, this is fine. You know, and I find myself doing that a lot because I feel like I need to be in control. So even in that aspect, it's sometimes taking a second to think about how to respond is better than immediately firing something back just to get it off your list or to get it done. And yeah, you know, when you, are with people who are reactionary all the time, you feel like you have to walk on eggshells with them because you never know if they're going to blow up at you or if, you know, what, what are their emotions like today? You know, like, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. be someone where at least, yeah. you know, someone feels like they're, even if they say something, uh, we want to be people who can take it in and think about it for a second before we, we come back with a, with a message. 
The thing yeah. I wanted to add that the thing that I loved about Bethany's chapter, and like I said, I just did the sidebar for that one, but I've reread it many times and relived this chapter. I think I, my sister and I have a Bible study we do online a lot. Um, every every Monday, actually, we're studying Proverbs right now. And one of the things that we often talk about is based on this chapter is that, you know, when, when we get saved and we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, it's our spirit man. is that's, that's, that's what we give to the Lord. You know, our spirit man is saved. But our mind, our will, and our emotions, that's still fleshly. That's why you have to, you know, every morning, you know, get new manna. That's why you have to dig into the word and it says to look in the yeah. mirror of God's word because we have to put those under the blood every morning. So our mind, our will, and our emotions, that's where the reaction comes from. So you have to know that no matter how close you are to the Lord and and you have to renew that mind every single day because your mind, it's still a hot mess. Like it's still going to make the wrong decision because based on whatever, it could be hormonal that day. You could just mm-hmm. Amen. that you started a diet or that you gave up coffee or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Going through and you could start to react and realize, well, that's not who I am. That's not even what I believe. Like I grounded yeah. in the word of God and I love this person. Why am I? Why am I reacting this way? So to just to, to, to be reminded to take a minute and not just give somebody peace of your mind, because let's face it, we can't afford to give them anything. <laughs> we don't have any there. <laughs> we need to just put that under the blood and, and take a minute. And sometimes I actually have to say, especially with my adult daughters, because it's different parenting adult daughters, I will tell you, I love them. They're my best friends, but you're, you mm-hmm. should how you parent because they are grown now. So you can offer advice, but only when it's welcomed. And so there are times when I want to go into mom mode as if they're still in the house and I have to step back and say, I'm going to take a minute to respond. I'm going to think through this because I don't want to say the wrong thing out of my fleshly desires or, you know, just a pride thing or just something I think I know. I want to make sure I'm going to say what God would have me to say about this so that that relationship can be even more enriched and we can grow from this and be be friends. And But I can be honest, but do it with love. And I think that oftentimes we we just fly off the handle with those that we love the most because we know the most grace and that's really not how it should be Mm -hmm. yes yes and it is a process too it's like I want to choose every day to not be reactive but it's going to take discipline habit creating like being intentional and actually thinking through this like okay let me process let me pause let me think before I just give them my first thoughts (laughs) and that is faith too and you guys talk about that about how it's a process having this kind of faith isn't a well i just listened to this podcast episode or i read this book and now all of a sudden i have platinum faith like what is something that someone should expect when they are wanting to pursue a platinum type faith that is all of the things that we've kind of been talking about this is the thing that bethany and i always say this is definitely a journey that's why they call it and it's also a fight that's why it's called the good fight of faith because mm-hmm. the devil, listen, we have an enemy out there and he knows that if you are on your game, if you've got your sassy faith britches on, which is what I always say, if you're out there living your best life and trying to, to really serve the Lord and, and you've got, you know, all cylinders are firing, all that stuff, um, you're a threat. And so the devil knows that. And so he's definitely going to push your buttons. It is a fight of faith. So you have to be willing to stand. You have to be willing to fight through when it gets tough. And you have to, you have to know that it's not I think sometimes we get this this rosy idea that it's going to be just like butterflies and sunshine and bluebirds on your shoulder the minute you become a Christian. And actually, it's the opposite. It says in the word that the devil comes to immediately to, to, to steal a word. And it says his main mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. Those are bad things. So you know it's easy, right? <laughs> so you have to know that this journey that we're on as we're pressing towards platinum faith, that we're attaining from glory to glory, it says, that we're not going to wake up and be perfect. But But the thing is, is he's perfect. So as long as we've got the Lord in us, as long as he's the Lord of our lives and we're pressing t- into him and the things of him and, and really staying plugged into him, then we are on that road to platinum faith. 
and, and not to beat yourself up. Betty and I are hard on ourselves. And mm-hmm. then I'll them in and be like, you're a good mom. You are, you are rocking this mom life. Like I'm so <laughs> proud of you because we're so hard on, on ourselves. And, and it's good that, that we, you know, listen to Holy Spirit and we get conviction, but that is not the same as guilt. And so just know that don't feel guilty. Just be encouraged that you hear the voice of Holy Spirit, that you're on this, this road to platinum faith and that some days you're going to miss it. Some days you're going to hit it. But the, the thing is that you continue to move forward, that you're plugged into God. You're hearing from him all the time. We're in the trenches with him, aren't we, Bethany? We're praying for you guys because right. we know where you, we're living it with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, too, that's like, good. Um, uh, because I, I was going to say the same thing. Like, I think that's so true. You have to be ready for those obstacles. And that kind of goes into one of our other favorite chapters, which is um, Platinum Faith Withstands the Heat, because Platinum itself has a very high melting point. And so hopefully we're not going through like a physical, you know, heat, but <laughs> hopefully, um, but you know, there's a lot of situations that are going on in our lives that, you know, it feels just like there's no way out or, you know, times are tough. And, and that element of platinum is, is interesting. Cause it, I think when I think about it, I think, you know what, like, I don't have to have a quick boiling point. Like I need to have a longer fuse. I need to have more patience. I don't have to go from wow. zero to to angry, which then ties in with the reactive. I mean, so much of the the metal platinum was just very cool to learn about and then to think how so much of it ties in together too. Right. And just those various aspects, you know, we, we yeah. had a really good, we had a good time with this book. It was a hard book. We, we loved and hated this book when we were writing it. <laughs> <laughs> love hate relationship. That's right. I love what y'all were saying about um, one withstanding the heat and then about how, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Because what I found in my life is oftentimes I'm offered a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. So like I'll see platinum and it's right in front of my face. But then at the same time, this like fake metal will be offered at the same time in the same in the same shape, same size, same shininess. And I can't sometimes tell the difference. And it's frustrating. And I'm like, okay, I, I know that one of these choices is better. One's not necessarily bad, but one's not for me. So therefore... Mm-hmm. It's not good. And so I'm having to go through this. And I feel like so many times, especially in the world today, we're offered a counterfeit where it seems similar. And you're like, surely that's the same message as the gospel. Like, surely that's the same kind of faith that I have been called to live. And it's not. And so going through kind of these steps of like, okay, well, that metal would melt pretty fast or that's going to tarnish or that's not very malleable or whatever. Like, I'm probably allergic to that. As soon as I put that nickel in my ear, it will turn red, you know? And I, and I think we have to think this is, these are good steps. This 12, 12 different characteristics of platinum you all talk about are so helpful when trying to hold truth and faith, like to the light and say, okay, what is true faith? And it is these things, which helps because the counterfeit's not. That's right. That's right. That you're right. Being authentic was one of our. That was, I think I took the lead in that chapter where we talk mm-hmm. about it's so hard. The thing is, is there's so much of the fake out there. There just, there really are. And I, this isn't this yeah. is something that we've talked about since um, uh, based on this chapter about platinum being, it's really hard to counterfeit. Sterling silver is, is easier to counterfeit and some of the other white metals, but platinum it's because it's so heavy. When you put a piece of platinum in your hand compared to white gold or any other kind of metal, it's weighty. You know, you are wearing platinum that it's just different. And it, it has a different sheen to it. It's shinier and it, and it resists tarnish. It's very hard for corrosion to happen to, to platinum. Whereas, you know, 
certainly so you have to get your little cloth out and polish it a lot or it's going to turn kind of a gray and yucky color and so one of the things that um in faith i think as we walk this journey as we live it every day and we are in the word and we're you know we're praying to the lord and we are we're doing all the things we know to keep a healthy spiritual life there are still going to be seasons when or our faith will be challenged and and we might have like you said a decision come up where there are two roads to go and they both look really good and you don't know which is mm-hmm. the right I'm so grateful for this uh, the fact that as we stay close to God we can hear his voice this is my sheep hear my voice and we are the sheep he is our our shepherd and that we can hear him and clearly in the in a, a, the noisy world that we're in the fact that we can just say lord I don't want to miss this or mess this up and I feel like both of these are good decisions but one thing I've learned in this journey is just because it's good doesn't mean it's God. So you right. say at that point, Lord, you know, I believe that I am following you and I'm going forward on this path. If this is the wrong path, if this is the wrong decision, I want you to stop it. I want you to get me back up on the right road. Like GPS is recalculating. Lord, recalculate me. <laughs> get me back up. <laughs> I don't miss it. I, I want the authenticity. I want the real thing. I don't want to settle for a counterfeit. I, I'll tell you this. I have a, a fake Louis Vuitton bag and I have a real one. The real one was given to me was actually by my sister. And it's, and I've got a really good fake. Like I got it in New York. I went, I had to ask for the, their college. Yes, queen. <laughs> I was not going to get arrested for this, but I mean, I, I did, I got it. And, and it's, it's a really, you'd have to, you'd have to be an expert or some kind of uh, Louis Vuitton fanatic to know that this isn't real. Cause it, it looks, it's got all the earmarks. I mean, everything you can imagine, but I also have a real one. And when I compare the two, there is a difference. It's it, it. There is. If you hold both, if you feel both, if you look inside both, even though the the fake is re- it's a super fake, it's really good. It's not yeah. exactly the real thing. And so, um, I I want I don't want to be just really good, almost right, really close. I want to be real, even and even if the real bag isn't as shiny as sometimes the the fake one is, even if it's not. I want to be that real kind of Christian, the kind that when I even with my flaws, that you can see Jesus shining brightly in me. And I can be, okay, I missed it. I'm sorry, but I love the Lord and I want to make this right. That's what we're looking for. We want to be the authentic Christian because people, people don't like, people don't like inauthenticity. I mean, we, we see that we see people being inauthentic a lot on Instagram and stuff. And we're like, yeah, girl, I'm not buying any of that. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. Show me the rest of your house. Like we just, you know, we, cause we all do it. And I think we're looking for real, especially now in this, this climate and this season, we're looking for the real and that's what we want to be. And 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 I, that's, it's hard, but I'm thankful that God is patient with us and that he's helping us to be authentic in a way that will draw people to him and not turn them off. Yeah. It's that Psalm 139, the search me, God, know my heart, test me, you know, my anxious thoughts. If there's any offensive way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. And when we, when we pray that sometimes he's like, okay, this might be uncomfortable, but I have to reveal some places that aren't that aren't platinum. Like mm. we've got to figure out what the fake is from the real. And sometimes that looks like the testing of our faith, which will produce in- endurance and perseverance and all the things that even Paul talks about. So sometimes in order to figure out like, Hey, is this platinum or is it not? Like we have to melt it down. We have to put it to the fire, see if it melts at first, you know, like, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And Hopefully it doesn't take a traumatic circumstance Mm -hmm. to reveal the need for platinum faith, but sometimes it does. And so I'm curious, did you guys each have a situation in life where you realized what truth faith entailed and that you were able to say, "Hmm, that's not platinum, you know, in your own life? I was just thinking about the first chapter of this book, Michelle. I don't know if another one popped in your head, but I was just thinking Mm -hmm. about your, your grandson, Bear. 
Yeah, I, that did that did pop in my head. Um, and I, I, you know, I was and I was thinking about your chapter about being a writer and the fact that you find that you're actually allergic to everything that has to do with writing paper. <laughs> you know, like, of course, the devil's gonna what a fun her, fact, right? So I was, yes. Um, I, I think you should. I mean, you should share. I can. I definitely can come back and talk about bear because there's an update. But I think you should share about that because it's something that. I think the devil often attacks in areas where God is using us the most. There's a reason for that. You're effective as a writer. And, um, but that was definitely something that took you by surprise. Yeah, it did. So, <laughs> so here's what happened. We are in, um, we had just left vocational ministry, Justin reentered the military. And the first time I noticed that my hands were starting to get like really dry, you know, where it kind of cracks and hurts a little bit was on the drive from Florida to Mississippi to our new life there. And I, it happened the day of the, of the drive, I remember. And um, I thought it was just some kind of like maybe eczema or a new climate or something. And it was during the time I was ghostwriting, um, my first ghostwriting project with Lacey Buchanan and kind of dealing with it then. But it took maybe three years to finally get, um, to find a doctor who didn't dismiss this kind of peeling that was happening on my skin, my hands. Um, he finally came back, came back to Florida, found this amazing dermatologist. And, and he said, well, he goes, well, let me see your hands there. And, and I showed him, you know, my palms are up and he said, well, those are healthy pinkies, Bethany. <laughs> I was like, well, that's good. And he's like, I can tell you're touching something that you're allergic to. This isn't just like a normal skin issue. And so he, um, he, he fought the fight with me and did a lot of skin testing, did the patch tests on my back, and turns out I have an allergy to this very common ingredient called colophony, which is basically pine resin, which is found in almost everything, like um, plastics. It makes plastic hard. Is That's part of what it does. It's in paper. Paper manufacturing is one of the biggest uses of it. Um, stickers, adhesives, glue, ink, like basically my life of books and paper. <laughs> like I can't touch it. Um, and so to be in your like early thirties at the time and to find out like you can't touch. And I was homeschooling at that time as well. So I had paper everywhere. And so my life really consists of um, either I wear gloves and that helps or I don't wear gloves and then I regret it, you know, a few days later when my skin starts to like eat itself. <laughs> so that has not been easy or fun. But yeah, like Michelle said, it was it's interesting that sometimes those attacks come where you are found, like where you found your purpose. Like I found my purpose in writing and being on the computer and typing. I use my hands. You know, my husband said, why don't you just do voice to text dictation? And then you don't have to have your fingers on the keyboard all the time. Cause, cause that can like hurt them too. And, um, but I don't know what I'm thinking sometimes unless I'm writing it or typing it. And so that didn't work for yeah. me. And so it's just interesting <laughs> sometimes that I think that if so for the listeners and, if you're being attacked somewhere that's kind of out of your control, especially when it comes to like physical things or, you know, things that you can't help, is it possible maybe that Satan is trying to keep you from doing something in that area? Cause yeah. you know, it's, it's just interesting sometimes how we have found, I think over the last two years, cause we did two books together that came out around the same time, this one, and then a mom devotional. Um, it was, Michelle was just like every other month, one of us had something happen crazy spiritually and and we thought you know what this is just confirmation to us that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing yeah so the very first chapter in platinum faith is called all in faith and 
in the beginning of this book, I mean, we had just accepted, well, we hadn't even signed the contract. We'd, we'd had an offer and I, before we were going to jump into it, because it was going to be a very tight deadline, my husband and I, we like to go bass fishing. So we took a quick trip down to Florida to go bass fishing. My um, second grandchild had just been born, Bo Riley, sweet little girl. And we were going to hurry back on that, that next Sunday um, to, for the baby dedication. My, my daughter, Abby, and her family, they live in Kentucky. So that's where we were going to go. But we had a couple days in Florida to fish. Well, about our second day there, I get a call from Abby and she said, um, Bear, who's our oldest grandson, he was about 14 months at the time, um, he had been dropping his head kind of, and she thought he was running a slight fever, thought maybe he had an ear infection. So she said, I don't want him to be sick for the dedication. I'm going to take him to the doctor today. I'm like, I think that's a great idea because you have a lot of people in and he, you don't want him feeling bad. So that's a great idea. We thought he'd get some of that pink amoxicillin, let the bubblegum medicine, he'd be good to go on Sunday. And about uh, like less than four hours later, I get a call and she says, I, it's the call that no mom wants to get, just sobs, just hysterical sobbing. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't have known who it was if the caller ID hadn't told me. I'm like, I, what is going on? And she said, mom, it's not an ear infection. They have found a tumor on Bear's brainstem. Wow. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, I, that can't be. I mean, that's no, like, that's not, I mean, and many of them, I'm like, that's just not possible. Are you sure? Like, no. And she said, yeah, that's the, the, the way everything unfolded. It was so obviously God that they, to find it. Even the fact that their um, pediatrician had a training in that, that she could see the signs, took them straight to the University of Kentucky Hospital. They did the MRI and they found a tumor on, a, on the part of the brainstem where they can't operate or it will kill them because it controls breathing and all the life functions. And so they couldn't even go into biopsy to see if it was cancer. It was kind of a wait and see thing. And here we are getting ready to start a book on Platinum Faith. And I am actually to speak that next weekend at a, a women's conference in Northern Indiana on the topic of faith over fear. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I don't think so. Not I, I just, I was, I just wanted to cry. I was hurting for my daughter and I was hurting for my grandson and I just didn't understand. And we're going to have those moments in life. But at that exact moment, rainbows, which is one of the last chapters in the book about rainbows um, and dimes, uh, which kind of summarized the whole book. It was kind of bookended it. But in, as I'm looking up in the sky, I'm out in the boat in the middle of Okeechobee Lake with my husband. When I get this call from Abby, I was trying to stay calm and respond and not react and give her scripture and try not to, I needed to be strong for her. Um, I said, well, I just, I, we're going to stand in faith for, for this precious little boy. God's got a call in his life. We know that, Abby. We've known it from the beginning, just the way you even came into the earth as a preemie. We knew this. And as I'm saying all this, I'm looking in the sky. It was a beautiful blue sky, like no rain in sight a little bear-sized rainbow dropped out of a cloud. I took a picture with my phone so I could always remember it because it was just so supernatural. And I said, Abby Lee, I said, God just gave us a bear-sized rainbow. Just to let you know, he promises to be with us throughout this whole thing. He's got this, bears in the palm of his hand and little bear is gonna live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. That's what we're gonna stand on. And then of course, after I hung up, I cried a whole lot, but I was able to just be strong for her in the moment. And we have walked through this. We have a little bracelet wear that says prayers for bear. I know Bethany's boys wear them faithfully. Mm -hmm over the world are praying for him and you know every MRI we've had since then that tumor has not grown any and it has not changed shape in fact it looked a little smaller and Bear's hearing has been restored to 100% it was uh, really bad in one of his ears um, a little miracles he's our little miracle in the making and they do believe it's not cancers because had it been cancer he probably wouldn't be here now Bear just celebrated right. his third birthday last week and so we are just so in, in awe of God and his goodness and continue to see miracles in little Bear's life he is he is all boy and wild as can be, and we love him so much. 
So, um, but that's a moment where you have to have all in faith, regardless of the outcome, you have to choose to say, Lord, I'm digging my heels in and I'm standing with you because your character is not in question here. Your integrity is not in question. You are God. And I trust you no matter how this turns out. I love you. And I ask you to help me. It's like, help my unbelief, Lord. I believe, help my unbelief. And there are days where you're better than, than others, but you just have to know that God is a good God and that he will be with you in good times and in bad. It's called all in faith. And that's what that first chapter is titled because that was a decision we had to make to choose faith over fear. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So stories like the both of those definitely indicate a need to have something that's a little bit more withstanding than what the world has to offer us. And it's in those moments too that I'm like, how, <laughs> I hope people don't take this wrong way, but I'm like, how do people do it mm-hmm. without Jesus? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't, I just don't understand. And so what I think is so powerful about the book that you guys have written together and, and linked arms and created is so beautiful and it has something to offer people that might need a more visual representation of what faith is when it, someone's like, okay, define faith. I'm like, uh, <laughs> there's so many different things that faith entails. And so now I'm going to be like, it's like platinum, like my friends Bethany and Michelle say, these are 12, <laughs> it gives you a fun layout that maybe people didn't have before, which I'm so grateful for. So if people wanted to get their hands on this fabulous book or connect with you guys online, where can they do all that? Well, we love social media, <laughs> so we we are everywhere. Um, okay, so it's available wherever books are sold. We usually say that because I think almost every bookstore, even online, if it can't be found in stores, and right now you know it's hard to get in stores <laughs> to pick up physical books. But Amazon, Barnes and Noble, some of the Christian bookstores have them, and um, we each have our own websites, and we also have a joint one because you know we had to. We had to do that. So we have, um, it was available. We have michelleandbethany.com, which is super fun. That is so um, fun. Oh my gosh, a website with your bestie. <laughs> I know. It's, it's fun. It's nice because then it's easy to like direct people there. But then um, michellemedlockadams.com is where you can find all, all about Michelle. And then mine's bethanyjet.com. And I think we both have our social media linked there. So that's quite Michelle has a beautiful way to tell people about social media because Michelle, why don't you share your handle? Because it's you have it on every platform, which I'm so jealous of. What <laughs> yeah, is available? I'm I in for Indiana Indiana Writer Girl, so I in Writer Girl on Instagram and Pinterest and um, Twitter. You can find me on I in Writer Girl, and then um, yeah, and then MichelleMedlockAdams.com is my my website. But it really, you can almost not find us. We're we're everywhere. <laughs> You're like, you have to like be under a rock to not if you Google <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> and this book seems like it's sold anywhere books are sold. So we'll just include the link to all the things in our show notes so that people can go and buy and follow and contact you and just follow along all these amazing stories. Oh, this has been so fun. One of my favorite questions to ask, and we will end with this, is what are you loving these days? Is there something you need to share? Like, Song, product, shameless plug, anything. (laughs) Oh, I'll go first. I am loving Happy Planner products. (laughs) I'm obsessed with them. (laughs) He literally is obsessed. (laughs) That is true. I have found this Happy Planner community on Facebook and Instagram. And and like, you are my people. But I just love all the planning stuff. Very, very introverted things (laughs) for me. Which is so funny because I saw a meme the other day on Instagram that said the worst purchase of 2020 was a 2020 planner. <laughs> <laughs> yes! 
nothing went our way, but that's fine. I'm like, hey, at least I got to write all the things that were supposed yes, to happen yes. or something cute and pretty. Oh, man. Oh, and you can Lord. put happy planner stickers on the things that didn't happen. She's taught me some things. I'm like, if it didn't happen, I'll put a big old rose right there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I think the thing that I'm loving right now is we just purchased um, a, a house to flip. Jeff and I are like, I'm always watching HGTV and my sister's an interior designer. That's what she went to school for. And so um, my husband and I, we flipped several houses in our lifetime and we just needed a project because who doesn't? So we got our dream house. It's, we've been literally, we've been stalking this man to sell us his house for eight years. So I was either going to get him to sell it or I was going to have a restraining order. I didn't know which, but I did just sell it to us and we are um, right in the throes of working on it. So some days I really don't love it. I feel like we purchased the money pit and other days I'm like, I love this house so much. So it's... (laughs) step four is three steps back but it's really fun because we're enjoying getting to to redo a house together and it's we feel like it's the house that's going to be the house for all the grandkids it has a huge pool and all the things oh so fun a couple acres in town and we're gonna have a fire pit and all the fun things for grandkids so I'm super loving decorating right now I'm all about it and I'm sure you're gonna be posting lots of fun things yes, when projects come to life <laughs> Well, I am so grateful for you guys and the time that you spent just encourage us and I just love on the listeners and myself. I feel so inspired um, to really start evaluating where in our lives we can kind of just figure out what's being compromised and what's actually platinum. And so thank you. This has been so wonderful. We just, we love what you're doing. You're, you're inspiring people and we feel grateful to have been on this program with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been fun. Yeah. Thank you. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.